Welcome to the All Nations Aurora podcast, where you will find family, discover purpose, and change the world. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will speak directly to your life through this message. Wow, what a beautiful presence we have. God is with you. You know when his presence is there? You know what that means? He's with you. God is with you. It's an honor to be here this morning. I so appreciate and respect your pastors, your leaders. Let's give the Lord a big clap for them as well. Praise God. I honor you, thank God for you, and for what he is doing in this house. Let me start by praying. Father, I thank you that this morning is a morning where we offer to you our best. And we ask you to mark this day in the history of this house. I thank you that today something is deposited directly from the throne of God that will cause this house to always overcome. I thank you, Father, for an apostolic impartation into the prayer life of this church. I thank you, Father, that this house will always be known as a house of prayer. I thank you that you have sent this house to this community, community to be that, to join with the other believers and to tear kingdom forces down. May we see a breakthrough for the kingdom of God in Aurora an advancement of the kingdom of God in Aurora. I pray for the pastors I know, have known and served in this city for many years, and I'm in agreement for what Holy Spirit is doing in this place. We ask you, Father, to give us broken heavens, that the rain of God would fall upon this community. Father, we ask you to anoint us to pray better, bigger, stronger, deeper than we ever have before. We ask for an outpouring of your glory and your power in this region. We ask, Father, for souls for your kingdom. We ask, Father, for gifts of healings and miracles in this place in Aurora, Illinois, and also through this house. What's needed today, I ask you to deposit it for the life of this church. And we give you all glory and honor and praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. <laughs> if, I keep on, if I keep on praying, then we lose the rest of the service. Because <laughs> once you're a prayer warrior and an intercessor, you're always a prayer warrior, right? I mean, when that's what you do with most of your life and a lot of your time, amen? then the service would be gone, but it would be good. Be awesome. Praise God. I'm putting this down on the floor today. Because Holy Spirit is... decreeing, declaring, establishing this new work of the Lord as a house of prayer. A new grace is coming today. No matter what your past is, no matter how you worked in prayer before, no matter if you don't even have a prayer life, no matter if you 
have prayer failures, no matter if you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for years. There is an anointing from God that comes on our lives as believers, as people that are seekers, people that are hungry to know him more, to spend time in his presence, to love him with all of our hearts, to seek his face with everything we've got, amen, to do war on behalf of people who need to be set free. Hallelujah. And so there's an anointing. When Elijah and Elisha were working together, Elijah told Elisha to come into the new, which be very different from what Elijah did, for Elisha to come into the new. You see, there's a new grace that's being poured out upon the earth today, upon our nation today, upon churches, whether they've been around for 50 years or whether they're like you, newborn. God's not picking and choosing. He's anointing the body of Christ. But when Elijah was getting ready to go, he told Elisha, when Elisha asked, Elisha said, I want a double portion. I want a double portion. I want what's my portion. I want a double portion. I want God. I want what I have from serving you, man of God, for all these years. And he positioned himself to receive it. Elijah told him, if you see me when I go. That's kind of a weird request, right? If you see me. So Elijah had one more, Elisha had one more stretch of his seeking. One more stretch of his faith to get into his destiny. I got to see him again. Okay, if that's the instruction, okay, I'm going to be there. I'm going to see you. He had to have a, a, a revelation of what was happening in the transfer of the glory and the season and the whole plan of God to move to another realm, another manifestation type, another type of ministry. Elijah was a prophet and Elisha was a prophet evangelist. Elisha had more miracles than you can even think of. So there was something new that was coming out of that last part of his seek. He had to see it. And his eyes never went off of when Elijah left and there was one thing that came down when he left and it was the mantle. It was a prayer shawl. His shawl went off of him when he left. And Elijah... Elisha had the right and the position from his heart, from his faith, to be there, go and get it, and pick it up. Uh, can you imagine how he must have felt? Grieving, and, but happy, and really filled with power, but kind of afraid. Not sure what the future was going to hold. How could I do what my predecessor did? How can I do what my mentor did? my most beloved father-like one, and when he put it on, Holy Spirit gave him a double portion. Woo! A double portion of that anointing which would be his. So today, we decree and declare all nations Aurora receives a double portion. The portion that God has given to you.
And we decree and declare today, apostolically, that we are a house of prayer, that we receive the anointing that we need to pray through our assignment, that we need in this territory, that we need for the destiny and will of God to come to pass through us, that we need to give birth to what God wants to bring in this area. We receive it, we declare it, we say that's who we are. It's not the only thing we are, but the prayer life of the church gets entrenched deeper today. Your prayer life goes up higher today because this is and always will be a house of prayer. And Holy Spirit says there will be unusual miracles from this house. Just like they flowed from the hands of Paul when he went into different territories, different places, on different assignments, there was unusual miracles that were worked in those places. And Holy Spirit says that one of the signs of my presence with you and among you is that you will be known, all nations, Aurora, as a place of unusual miracles. There will be people that will come to this house that have complex, difficult problems. But Holy Spirit said, I'm sending them here because there's an anointing on this house for unusual miracles and signs and wonders and an unusual anointing to unlock those doors, those complex problems that seem so deep. God is giving you a key to unusual manifestations. As you pray and you seek and you work and you build, you will see them and you will know that from the mouth of the woman of God, the prophet of God this morning, that's one of those unusual miracles. And I'm going to give them to you as a body, the Lord says. I'm going to give them to you on a regular basis. Wow, that's a cool prophecy. I'm kind of jealous. Woo! I'm going to give them to you on a regular basis. And some people will come here just so that they receive their unusual miracle. And they will go from here and word will abound that in this place, unusual miracles take place. Unusual meaning not just difficult, but unique miracles that anybody that saw it would have to say there is a God and he is alive and he works. He's a wonder-working God. Amen. Now, before I give you a short word, <laughs> I want to mention just a couple things to you. Is there someone, there must be someone that has a serious hand injury? Someone, I can't see everybody that well, but if you have a hand injury, just raise up your hand, please. Did somebody have their hand crushed? Was your hand crushed, sir? Almost cut off. Does it hurt you? Can you come up here, please? God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your miracle-working power in his hand. I rebuke pain 
and whatever other obstruction is in the way thank you Lord that there's a new freedom in movement a new understanding of your touch in his body and in his life and we thank you for it and give you glory in Jesus name amen amen is there anything that you couldn't do with that hand before hard to close it. hard to close it okay can you just do it one more time just just close it one more time is that better is it better okay do it, do it one more time come on one more time hallelujah praise you Jesus that looks pretty close to me wonderful Father, thank you. In Jesus' name, give you glory and honor for it, Lord. Amen. In, um, in January, just get ready for God to touch you. In January, I was in a church doing what I do as a sent one. And in the middle of the teaching, we did a prayer school for the whole church. This family decided that they knew about prayer, but that they wanted something new and fresh on their lives. And they dedicated to one another that they weren't gonna miss a service. So when Saturday morning rolled around, right, they were gonna get there. On Friday night, this gentleman found his faith wake up if i can just get your faith to wake up <laughs> that's awesome his faith woke up like god could hear him and god could answer him and god could work on him and god could give him the prayer request he prayed about for years and the next morning in the teaching during the teaching the holy spirit completely and totally went from his head to his feet and he's in the process right now with his doctor documenting that during the teaching, he was totally, completely healed of Parkinson's disease. <laughs> completely healed of Parkinson's disease. Completely. There is not a trace of it left in his body. He had tremors like this. And right in the middle of the teaching, he elbowed his wife. He was making a big fuss during the teaching. She's like, don't interrupt the service. Look, my tremors are gone. My, it's we're gone. And his grandson, 20 years old, was an unbeliever running away from the Lord. And when he saw his grandpa's miracle, he knew it was a miracle because he knew his grandpa. He came to the youth meeting the next week, ran to the altar to get saved, got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and he's on the youth, uh, the young adult evangelism team. He's on literal fire for God because he saw an unusual miracle that happened in the service. Praise the Lord. Okay, I have another word of knowledge that I'm gonna give, and I doesn't matter what it means to you, but it has to be very significant, and it's significant to this house. But if I say the word river, and it's not spiritual, it's a natural river, does that mean anything to anybody? Do you have a house by a river? Do you have boats? Do you have, now it's not do you want a boat, okay? It's something about a river. Do you have a concern about a river? Do you have business involved with a river? 
It's a natural river. Hmm? Okay, that's fine. A lake. Anybody else that word, river, spark something of faith in your spirit that's related to you? Stand up, please. You don't have to stand. I got you, brother. Anybody else? River. River. I want you guys to stand up too, please. Because there's something concerning this ministry that's connected to a river. I don't have any idea what it is. I don't know what river it is. I don't know the fullness of what that means. Maybe you have a property on a river. I don't know. Right through the city. Fox River. Okay. Hmm. I'm just going to give it. Father, whatever your plan is concerning river, Fox River, whew, this is really powerful. Whatever that is for this house, we receive it. Thank you for wisdom and understanding and getting them there. Thank you, Father, for what it means for the enhancement of this house, for the favor of this house. And whatever you want to do, concerning unusual miracles about that river. We receive Fox River, and we thank you, Lord, for any other thing that's tied to it, that by your grace and in your time, you release it with revelation and understanding so they, we can be good stewards of what you are going to do in the connection with that river. We loose that in the spirit today, we receive it in the spirit today. We pray the grace of God and the plan of God over that river for the house of God and the people of God. And whatever you need to do, Lord, for the perfection of the use of that river. Cause the mind of God to be born in the situation. And we thank you, Father, for it. And we receive. Our place, our function, our plan, our connection to Fox River in Jesus' name. Father, everyone that has their hand up concerning something about a river, especially including the keyboard player, we agree in faith right now that the, uh, the will of God is done concerning the river, that something supernaturally opens about that river. We pray protection over the rivers around us, over the rivers in our communities, near our houses. We plead the power of the blood of Jesus. We say that no evil shall befall, neither shall any plague come nigh. The water supply of our rivers, our waters, we break the power of accidents. We break the spirit of death off the rivers in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for divine angelic activity, new angels coming from the heavenly realm to work and move and guard and help concerning the rivers represented in this room in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Yes. River of life. Glory to God. All right. I have one more, uh, one more thing by the Holy Spirit right now that I need to give you. Anybody, it's kind of like with uh, that brother with his hand. He's got his hand working, closing. That's awesome. If you've ever, if you have an injury that has happened to you by some type of crushing, 
I just keep hearing crushing. And it's not spiritual. That's something, but that's not what I'm talking about. Crushing. Were you raising your hand? How, were you crushed in some way? In a machine years ago, and I'm having pain in it recently. Is it your hand too? Yeah. Oh, great. Come on down now. That's another hand. Good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, praise him for his miracle working power. Praise him. Anybody else? Anybody else suffered from some type of crushing injury? I keep hearing crushing injury. Anybody else need to be in this prayer? Hallelujah. I pray protection from crushing injuries. The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is over this body, over everything that concerns us. We will never be crushed. We thank you, Father, for the supernatural Holy Spirit power that radiates from our lives, that even pushes back the powers of darkness, wanting to bring some type of crushing, some type of leveling. We break the power of it in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for freedom, for breath, for life, and advancement, not crushing, but advancement and breaking free. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for my sister. In the name of Jesus, release your healing power into her body. This pain go from her hand. In the name of Jesus, Father, a miraculous restoration. In the name of Jesus, your power. You saturate her life, Jesus. Andure. Pacayo, Mayando, Sabate, Kandume, Kasutiliandu Labatatai. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, I praise you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Baba Baba Kesu. Bengale Kesata Tomatai. In the name of Jesus. Bring her to another level. Loose her to another dimension, Lord. I call her into a place into a destiny. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the
Come on, give the Lord a praise. Everybody stand up and just praise the Lord. Woo! Reach up toward heaven. Weariness is leaving you. Supernatural strength from on high is coming into your mind, your body, your emotions right now. And Holy Spirit opens the door over your life to walk into the double, the double, receiving a double portion as we bow humbly before him, he gives you the doorway open to a double portion. A double portion of your grace, a double portion of your finances, a double portion of provision, a double portion of, of people, a double portion of provision is loosed upon you today for even in your weariness, I am your strength, says the Lord. And as you sang from the beginning that he, that I am your champion, so you will see even in a time of hardship, even in a time of struggle, that I am your double portion and you will not decrease, but you will look with surprise and say, I have increased and my increase belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. Give you honor and glory, Lord. Receive it. I receive it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Wonderful. <clears throat> Pastors, there will be many that will come here who have been crushed. The word crush is assigned to you because the unusual anointing that will flow in the house will bring those crushing, literal left for destruction, crushed bodies, crushed marriages, crushed finances, crushed relationship with God. You got to meditate on the crush because Holy Spirit comes with power, resurrection power. To bring people that are have been literally crushed and left for dead and that's going to be part of the unusual miracles and there'll be people whose ministry gifts will come out of this house because they could only come here by the grace that's on you because they are resurrected out from the crush that was meant to take every ounce of their anointing and their grace out and leave them for dead but the Lazarus anointing is here to raise people from the dead. That's part of the unusual miracles. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. As that mantle is there by faith and proclamation and prophetically, we as a house receive the mantle to raise up the crushed. Whew. A resurrection anointing. For there is a resurrection anointing upon this house. And there's another R word that's upon this house. 
that is repair. Repair. I don't have anything further on that. I just have to say it. But I do have something to say about the third R word. And the third R word, I'm going to get my phone just a second. Because I only got this part of this prophetic word till right now. The rest just came. <laughs> but I had this one when I prayed for you and for the house. I'm in the spirit, so it's hard to look at your phone when you're in the spirit. Maybe we ought to be in the spirit more often, right? That's my prophetic word today. Get off your phone. All right. Uh, here it is. I hope it stayed here. Um, it didn't. You can look it up. It's very, very powerful. Words. Very apostolic for this season and unusual time we're coming into for your unusual or already in but even more unusual than ever uh holy spirit says the third r word is reconcilers that is a grace that god gives because he can trust you with people's hearts That's really important to God. And he's going to give you, with the word unusual, he's going to give you unusual wisdom. And he's gonna give you unusual favor. And you're gonna wonder, why are we here for this? Because reconciliation is something you carry. There's something about you, your marriage, your family, your mind, the way you work, that brings things together that the enemy wished to absolutely rip apart and keep apart. And it has to do with unity, but it also has to do with wisdom that God will give you that will require you to do unusual things and say unusual things, but will bring about a reconciliation through the unusualness of the grace that's upon you to help whatever that is, a person, a family, a minister, a business situation to be turned into the right path to be restored and reconciled there's many meanings to the word reconciliation so study them look at them pray over them and watch God use you and this house as a place when people even come in here marriages will be put back together by faith and by the presence of God of people coming into this place so we thank you Lord for your prophetic words your prophetic mind your prophetic plan over the house and we give you honor and praise that we receive that prayer shawl over us today Whew. and all that it represents in the name of Jesus and everybody says amen all right can I give you some word that's good but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, man of God. We're good. Let us know what happens with your lake, okay? Did it witness with you? God got something going on with your lake? Your, for your mom. That's cool. Mom and her lake. All right. Keep us posted.
I love coming back from services where we move in the Holy Ghost because you hear so many wonderful, cool reports. You're like, wow. One place I was in, in April, I had, when I was preparing, I had the word come to me, the word running. running. And I thought, that's, I told the Lord, that's, a, that's dumb. Why are you giving me a word about running? He said, just obey me. I'm like, okay, I will do that. So I did what I did this morning, and I said, if the word running means anything to you, come right down to this altar. I couldn't believe it. There were like 15 people that were standing there, and every one of their testimonies and their words had something to do with that. One of them was literally a runner, and he wanted to win his race the, other, the next day. I said, okay, fair, fair enough. But the big, big fun thing was there was a lady right out in the congregation who got a text right when the word of knowledge was given, and it was her son who had just the week before run away from home. And the text said, Mom, Dad, I love you. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, and I want to come home. Will you let me come home? Yeah. Right when the word of knowledge came out in church. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. They're back together. He's home. Everything is healed. Everything is powerful. He's back in with God and the youth group. So God is good. And it's awesome to be in his presence. It's awesome to be at All Nations Aurora. Amen. I want you to turn in your Bible, please, to the book of Zechariah. My message today is called The Bigger Picture. The bigger picture that I'm referring to, because God has on every local church a, a mandate from the word to be a praying church, <clears throat> the bigger picture I want to talk about today is I want to talk about prayer in general. Um, many, lot, many of you have followed me and know me, my, my ministry, and that this is part of the apostolic calling and anointing and grace upon my life. And so I do my best to be faithful to it, although sometimes I wish I didn't have it. You always wish you had something else that you have and, you know... But you stay faithful to what God gave you to do and the grace and the anointing to help establish it in the earth. Amen? So <clears throat> I want us to look at the bigger picture and let it be a prophetic uh, preview, if you would, to build your faith concerning your prayer life and the prayer life of this church. The prayer life of every individual is absolutely vital right now for you and for the kingdom of God and the work of God. The unusual times that we live in will require that you know how to pray. There's some things you will never be able to get through unless you can worship them through or pray them through. There's never a better time right now that the body of Christ receive a fresh spirit of prayer upon us. Because we've been tired, we've been weary, we've been battling, we've been seeking. And God forbid that the enemy comes or that exhaustion comes to dim that light. Amen? So we ask for the body of Christ for an increase in the spirit of prayer, for a new impartation of that. And we can get it from his word. But he's also depositing that today in this house. Local churches will have to be on assignment. 
both the intercessors and the whole church be on assignment to pray things through for the region. Amen? For the churches in the region, for the work of God in the region and in our nation. More than ever is the time to be a people that pray. If you've laid down your prayer mantle, God is asking you to pick it up by faith today and get it back on, stay in your place, do what you do, and trust God for prayer miracles. Hallelujah. It's not a one-time thing we do. It's a life that we live. It's not something you just get when you need it. It's something that's been imparted into you so you can live life to the fullest and see the victory and the power of God in your life through answered prayer. Most people don't know this, but the whole Bible, almost every book has something to say about praying, seeking, learning how to work in the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit, the great works of God by prayer. It's a powerful thing that God gave every generation. And when you study, when 2020 came, I made two decisions, I made several, but two main ones. Number one, I'm not going to be taken out by sickness and disease. And I'm going to get myself in the best condition I can get in, get my body sharp, get myself in shape, because i got to run for another 20 years, at least. Get my blood sugar right, get everything right. I was home so I could do it. Glory to God. Thank you for that time. I didn't want to have to do it that way, of course, but I did it. And then in 2021, the Lord said, I want you to study through the Bible again, every single prayer in the Bible, because it was all important to me, he said, and I want my people to have it. Whatever the degree of their involvement, they need to have their faith built up stronger in the word to understand my need for them to obey in this topic, to love this topic, to let this be part of their life in a greater, stronger, more powerful way. So when you read through every, every prayer in the Bible, it'll bless your life. It blessed my life. Because everybody in the Bible had to have a prayer life. So you can't be a believer and not have one whatever that looks like. And when we get to the New Testament view of it, it's the bigger picture. You see, you can love it more when you can see the bigger picture. Hallelujah. When you understand how it works, uh, then you don't have to worry so much about your own problems. You can give your life for someone else by praying for them, agreeing with them, standing with them, and God will turn your situation around. Job's captivity was turned, why? Because he prayed for his friends. Hallelujah. Two weeks ago, I had a, a, a after all the hard work on health, the devil came to challenge me. And I got attacked on some area. And I needed help from my neighbor to take me to the ER. And uh, so she, I don't know, it just seemed like she was waiting for the call. <laughs> and uh, she said, uh, of course. And she told me, pack a bag. I said, no, I don't receive that. <laughs> she said, no, pack a bag. She works at the hospital. She's the, the, the director of the rehabilitation center connected to the hospital. And she said, get your bag. I, I, I said, uh, 
I'm not really planning that. So she took me over there, and she was right about the bag. <laughs> they had to keep me overnight for observation. And um, <clears throat> I asked her, well, why were you so quick? Why were you so quick to you know, be ready and bring me and everything? She said, because you prayed for me. I said, tell me more. She said, when I broke my leg, she had broken her leg about four months ago. When I, when I broke my leg, you came over to me because you knew the word went around our neighborhood that that happened at, Walmart, at our Walmart that she fell and she broke her ankle in three places. And so when she came back to the house, I did what I do. We do what we do, right? We do what we do. I went over, I said, I want to pray for you. Let me lay hands on you. This is what we do. This is what we do in my church. This is what we do. And I prayed for her. She couldn't believe it. That the neighbor would come over and pray for her. She knew what I do, but you know, sometimes people do what they do in public and don't do it privately. I don't do that. I'm not praying on this platform and telling you that I didn't pray this morning. I don't do that. I do other things that probably need correction, but not that. That one act of doing what we do in love and concern got her thinking in her house while she was home all locked up, not being able to walk. And Holy Spirit spoke to her because she was kind of a, not as close to the Lord. Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, I want you to have more concern for the people around you because I love you and I've got her there next door praying for you. And I never knew any of this because we don't know what we do as we do it unto the Lord. But God knows what we do as we do it unto the Lord because we love God and because we love people. Amen? And because we believe what we do. I believe when I pray for her foot that those three bones would come together in the name of Jesus. I prayed as bold in her garage as I pray right here on this platform for her to be healed. And uh, she got her healing, it took a while, but she got her whole life changed because she woke up to the fact that she had a lot to give. The Lord told her, I have a lot for you to give. I was like, keep telling me this, just, this is awesome, aren't you blessed, it's blessing me when God's telling you. And she was the first one, I mean, she, she almost literally pushed me in that car, she was so happy to take me to the ER. She stayed with me till, you know, 1 a.m. I said, you can go home, I'm fine, everything's gonna be fine. Okay, I'll go, but I'll be back first thing in the morning. Our prayer life, our obedience, our faith in the house, our faith outside of the house, our faith walking with God. Amen? So when you look at the whole big picture of prayer, you can think, see powerful understanding of how God works with men and women and what they say to him and what he says back to them. If you break down the Old Testament, you really find out that they were short, simple prayers offered by good people. They had patterns that they followed. They were direct and they were expressed in, in expectation and presented with reverence and so many things that you can learn from the prayers that people prayed in the Bible and then also how God talked back to them. But one of the things I wanted you to see as a, a, a bigger picture application 
for the time that we're in is if you go to Zechariah chapter 11, 12 and verse 10, look at what the Lord says here. As one of the basic principles about whatever kind of prayer it is, he said in verse 10, I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me for whom they have pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. And what the scripture is teaching us here is that the house of David represented here is not looking at their future, not looking at their inheritance, not looking at their destiny. Yet God says that in that time, in that time when people are, are, are seeking, but yet they're really not seeking, he said he will pour. Now he didn't say he would just put a little drip, he said he would pour. He would pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem two things. Two things that came that were coming when it seemed like it wasn't open. You know, we don't look like necessarily our family is open right now. It doesn't look like maybe our nation is as open to the gospel, but there is something coming. Hallelujah. The door is going to open very quickly, and it's opening and it's gonna keep opening and opening because I can't see any other way out of anything that we're all in except the grace and glory of God come upon us, set us free, heal us, amen, and bring people together by the grace of God and the power of God in their destinies, in their love of God, and let us see it, Jesus. Let our nation be shaken one more time with the glory of God. Father, we thank you for it. So when it was empty, at that time, and they were kind of, they were ready to be, you know, stirred and prodded. The Bible says here, God put on them a spirit of grace. We need grace when it's a time that seems dark. We need his ability to help us do what needs to be done. But also what's needed in that time is a spirit of supplication or a spirit of prayer. So when there's a vacuum or where there's an emptiness, or where there's a sense of something better, or there's something we know that God wants to bring, he will give a grace, and he will give a spirit of prayer. Today, we are here for Holy Spirit to blow on that spirit of prayer that's in your life. Wherever there's something that's gonna be coming, there will be a spirit of prayer that's attached with it. You're giving birth to a new church. This is beautiful in the eyes of God. This is precious in the eyes of God. It's hard work. I know, I've done it. I birthed one and pastored it for eight years. It's very challenging, especially in the time that we're in. But what God has given us is a spirit of grace, hallelujah, and a spirit of supplication, a spirit of prayer. Some of you are prayerless, and you know it, and God is calling you back to your altar. Hallelujah. It's all right. You're in the right place of grace this morning to say, yes, Lord, here am I. I receive the spirit of supplication, refreshed and renewed and restored over my heart and my mouth and my mind today. God had to give that spirit of supplication if you've ever been to Jerusalem, to Israel, to the Western Wall. It's a beautiful experience. 
You see them praying there. You see their heart. You see their dedication. You see the manifestation of, of that verse where they're there, the men on their side rocking and praying, the women on their side. There's something there that's connected to this scripture about them seeking. It's a very, very powerful experience to imagine. And some people have discounted them and said they're away from their covenant and their prophecies, but how many of us haven't seen our prophecies come to pass yet? How many of us have been away from our destiny and our grace yet? Amen. And so they're there seeking. They're seeking Yeshua. They're there seeking the Messiah to come concerning how it is given and revealed to them and through them through the plan that God gave them. He had to give them a spirit of prayer to help them to get there through the destiny. If you come to this church, if this is your church, you will have to pay the price to learn how to pray. Because with the unusual miracles will be unusual battles. Hallelujah. And you will break through with your prayers. In your houses, in your homes, this is a house of prayer. This is who we are. This is what we do. Everybody will learn how to pray. We'll learn how to pray different kinds of prayer. We'll be put in the right places in the prayer service of the church. But this is who this church is. It's not the only thing. Amen. But so many keep it in many, many uh, places, many denominations and many churches because kind of keep it in the back room or, you know, don't, don't make it a, a visible, living, live part of the plan and purpose of who we are and what we're called to do. And if you've never prayed before, it's okay. Get ready. You're going to learn one of the best truths of your life. Hallelujah. That'll keep you strong in God. That will keep you in faith and joy all of your life. Knowing how to walk with the Lord. Knowing what it means to pray as a house of prayer. And watch the heavens break through because of what you're praying together. Watching your prayers deliver people. Set them free. Watching you together giving birth to a move of God in this region. Glory be to his name. It's wonderful when you see it through the whole Bible. Now, um, the book of the Old Testament had its own flavor and its own way of praying. And if you go back over them, they're beautiful and powerful of what you learn. And then what happens is you see a whole other section, which could be really a, a whole other version of knowing God, walking with God. When I say prayer, it means many, many things, okay? And in that portion of scriptures, the Psalms, that, that really is its own prayer book in itself. When you read the book of Psalms, what are you reading? You're reading the prayers of the people. They're beautiful, aren't they? David's prayers, wow, so powerful. You can get caught up in the book of Psalms. You can see how to pour your heart out to the Lord. You can see so many things and learn so many things. Through the book of Psalms, it's its own prayer manual. Then you get to the New Testament, things begin to change. Because Jesus is the one who came to establish through his blood the new covenant, which meant that the fellowship with God, the talking to God, the walking with God, the hearing from God, moving with God, was going to go to a whole nother dimension. 
But Jesus, when he came to earth, modeled what he, what he saw in heaven, and he lived a life of miracles, faith, obedience, and prayer in front of the people. The greatest miracle that Jesus ever did was raising Lazarus from the dead. How did he do it? He did it through prayer. You watch the whole thing. He did step by step by step right up to the grave, groaning, crying out, declaring, and boom, the power of God hit, and Lazarus was raised from the dead. And those disciples, those curious ones, were like, "Woo! we don't like the way those guys pray over there. We want to come over here with you. Lord, teach me how to do that. There's something in the spirit of every believer that says, wow, teach me how to do that. Teach me to pray, which means help me want to. Teach me to pray. And then also teach me how to pray. Sometimes we put intercessors up on an idol, on an altar, because we said, wow, they're really, that's really great what they do. Woo, that's a, wow, woo, we love it, and it's wonderful. But no one is on, up on a pedestal or on, on, on a high one, because everybody is an intercessor. If you follow Jesus, then you're called to pray for others. If you follow Jesus, you'll know the mandate on this house, and you'll be involved. You'll be there. You'll be here. And when your flesh screams, you'll go, shut up. Because I'm a student of prayer. Lord, teach me. And to learn prayer, you got to be there. You got to be in it. You have to do it. You can't just talk about it. You have to do it. And your flesh screams. And your alarm clock says, push me again. Push me again. Push me again. And you say no. Because why? You have to be a disciple follower of Jesus in that area and that's one reason why some people don't want to do it because it requires discipline it requires faith it requires not looking at very hard circumstances it requires working with other people it requires believing that when all nations aurora praise heaven hears and we understand that whatever it takes to get an answer we will do it with you God, hallelujah, to your glory. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray because they never saw anything like that. Someone go and pray, come out and do miracles. If you go to Luke, I know my time is almost up. I have no idea what time it is. Someone better set my alarm off so I can push it again and say, no, no. I want you to go to Luke because I want you to see something about Jesus' miracles. Luke, do you have the scripture? Oh, cool. All right. Luke chapter 3. Now watch this. Jesus, his prayer life is modeled for us all through this. His prayer life is modeled. And the decision that came out of Jesus' the Gospels, for me, when I studied this, is the fact that Jesus is the intercessor he's at the right hand of the father and out of everything he's already done what's he doing this very moment wow 
That's my Jesus. He's making intercession for us. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. That's what he chose to do after he already won the victory. He chose to go there and say, I am the great high priest. And I am your intercessor. I ever live. I ever live. I ever live. I ever live to make intercession for you. You know what I was thinking about in that emergency room? Jesus, you're my intercessor. I've interceded for a lot of people, a lot of nations. I've got scores of prayer hours laid up in heaven. Glory be to God. Now I need it. You're my intercessor, Jesus. You're standing in the gap for me. I know I got brothers and sisters that are, but I thank you that I'm here alone in this room, in this place, concerned, a little afraid, kind of, yep, here I am, I believe you. And you're my intercessor. Hallelujah. You have him. And Aurora has you. And all the other churches in this region, I know some of them, they're beautiful, that trust and believe and pray like you do. But Jesus, out of that whole New Testament, we come out of it knowing that he made a better covenant and that he is our intercessor. One more scripture. Go with me, please, to, oh, I didn't read Luke, did I? All right, let's just look at it quickly. Are y'all doing okay? If you started your grill, well, you maybe have to start another one when you get home. <laughs> Offered the birth sacrifice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 3:21. Of course, Jesus is the patterned son. Everybody was being baptized by John. It came to pass that when Jesus also was baptized. Now watch this. When Jesus also was baptized, while he prayed. So he was being baptized. He was being immersed into a new dimension. He was making a new statement. He was coming into his public life. He was there in that position. And while he was going under the water, he was praying. So he was a prayer person. He was praying all that time. He wasn't just getting baptized to get baptized. It was a holy moment in his calling, in his destiny. And while he was there, the Bible tells us, while he prayed at that moment, heaven opened. I want that to go in your spirit. When the devil calls your house and lies and tells a lot of things that are false, Heaven can open through you. When you put that phone down and you say, oh no, not on my watch. I know what to do here. I'm a woman of prayer. I'm a man of prayer. I'm a person of faith. No devil, not now, not ever. In the name of Jesus, say, rakete, manduria sandalabaha, and as I pray, I wait for heaven to open up. And it will. Can you pray long enough? Get people praying. Your pastors are going to get you praying, and you're gonna, your flesh is going to 
crawl. How do I know? Because I know I have flesh. You're going to go. This is not watch and pray. Your body's going to go, I'm so hungry. I've never been so hungry in my life. Every excuse is going to come up. You're going to get there and feel sick. Like I turned to bed here. I got a cold. Now I got to go home. It happens. Why? Because there's such resistance to people breaking through in their prayer lives. Every believer, every believer needs to have a breakthrough in their prayer life. And whether they move in different departments or different ways in the church, that comes. But we're in a quest to say we are a house of prayer. We all pray. We have a spirit of prayer in this place. Hallelujah. We're easily given to it. We know how to pray all kinds of prayer. And we're going to pray and never, ever give up. So when Jesus went down in those waters, he was praying. It says, while he prayed. So for that kind of power to manifest, you got to be praying. While he prayed, heaven was open. Father, I thank you that today, a new realm of heaven is open over this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just remember this verse, because you can be anywhere. And while you pray, you have to learn how to do it, don't you? But being in a place like this is a wonderful opportunity to learn how to do it. The last thing I want to mention, when you go through the whole Bible on this, this is a whole Bible school course, everything changed again in the New Testament. Everything. The covenant changed the expression changed, the person, the, 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 the people changed, the helper came, and one of his primary jobs is to help you pray. As a New Testament believer, you have a what? Prayer language. Woo! You have a whole nother dimension that has opened. You have different levels in it. Where you pray the word, you pray in the spirit, you groan and travail, or you war, use weapons, and break through. And the greatest character in the New Testament, well, you got to look at the prayer life of the Apostle Paul, because I'm convinced that that apostle wanted to pray more than he wanted to do anything else. He wrote about his prayers. He talked about laboring and travailing and birthing for the saints. You talk about a prayer warrior, Paul. Ooh, I like that brother. Apostles, pray. You're not apostolic if you don't pray. Hallelujah. But the grass figure in that place is the church. Yeah. All of those churches Paul wrote and said, watch and pray. When you pray, the book of Acts literally broke through, literally broke through an evil government. Literally, they did. The government was going after them, trying to close down the church, close down the doors, put the leaders in prison. Peter was there. Guess what the church did? 
Well, let's quick have a committee meeting. Quick, let's call and ask everybody's opinions of how he got there and how we're going to get him out. What should we do? I don't know. I'm so afraid. They didn't do any of that. They did what they were trained to do. They stopped fussing. They stopped fighting. And they got together and they prayed. And they prayed. And they prayed. And while they were praying, Peter got released. It was a wonderful miracle. Where did it come from? The prayers of the church. And he knocked on the door. He went to the door, and they couldn't answer the door. The girl, Rhoda, was all caught up in the prayer meeting. You know, you can judge Rhoda if you want, but I've been in prayer meetings before. Well, I'm like someone knocking on the door. I'm like, which, which door was it? Which door? I mean, right? So he kept knocking. Peter kept knocking. And they had a Holy Ghost shout when he finally made it into the house and told about how the angels worked over there while they were up there to bring him out of the prison. Woo! The greatest prayer warrior in the New Testament is the church of the living God. Woo! This church, we decree today and make the proclamation as you already have, we are a house of prayer. And the gates of hell will not prevail hallelujah after after they finished praying for their leader their prayers went from that prison to the parade that was a few days later you see your prayers are working god is awakening some of you on the inside today because you used to be an intercessor and you let it go and today you're saying yes Woo! I feel the glory of God in this place. Their prayer went down to the parade where the pompous religious guy, the leader who tried to stop the church. I don't want to scare you, but there are assignments coming against the church. Not just other things and situations going on, but one of the enemy's plans is to try to come after us. But we're ready. I said, we're ready. Or are we? Really? There's a division between the warriors and the warriors. And the truth of people's hearts are going to be exposed. But this is a place where you can learn and become a warrior for the kingdom of God. Their prayers went to the parade and that pompous guy out there, all the other people bowing down, worshiping him, oh, great king. The power of God struck him and he died right there. Now, I don't glory in that. I look at the power that that church had, that those people had to make a difference. Woo! They prayed the release of, the, of, of that guy, which sent the whole region from the evil, tyrannic government situation, set it free. And the next verse says, the word of the Lord grew and multiplied. Not because a superstar preacher came into town, but because they prayed. May the prayers of this house shake nations 
May the prayers of this house give birth to the will and mind of God. Souls, ministry gifts, apostles and prophets and evangelists and missionaries and prayer warriors out of this place. Evangelists to every sphere of life. We need you. We need you out there in the fields of God. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord prevailed because of the prayers of the saints. No. The way this manifests in this house will be entirely up to God and to your leaders. But Holy Spirit is asking you to say yes and to be a part. Remember that when you pray as a church, it can be three people or however many of you are saying, this is my church. What you're really signing up for is every aspect of the expression of this church. So don't miss prayer. Don't miss the prayer assignments. Don't miss prayer school. Don't miss chances to pray. Don't miss not coming together to pray. Don't do it. Because the more you do it, the stronger you get. And how powerful for a local church that can pray the plan, the mind, the wisdom, the power of God, give birth prophetically to all what he wants to do. There's just such a ripe, wide, fun field in front of you, but it's going to take all of you. No prayer excuses in any way. And the devil will challenge you, but you will win. And you will see that the unusual miracles came from the flow of the life of prayer in this house. Local churches that pray make a difference. I've seen it all over the world. I've seen it. I could give you so many testimonies. I won't. Maybe next time. Because I'm committed to them to help you and work with you as however the Lord leads in this area. Stand up, please. Put your hand over your heart, if you would, please. There's a strong anointing all morning. Mm, Jesus. Father, we thank you for all nations, Worship Center Aurora. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in giving birth to this place. Those who are to be here, we receive them, we call them in. Father, we just open our spirit to your will, your plan, your purpose in all areas. Father, we pray for the leaders of this house. We pray for Ty and Talit, pastors Ty and Talit. We pray in the name of Jesus and we commit to, to pray for them, to stand with them. Father, we thank you for the prayer assignments that you will give to this house. Lord, teach us, teach me, teach us how to pray. Hallelujah. Father, grant unto this church strength in prayer, grace in prayer, multitudes of those who will come here just to pray and seek the Lord. Father, I thank you for a strong teaching, of anointing of prayer, a release of this in this house in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for it. We give you honor and praise, and we say yes. Your will be done. Yes. Your kingdom come. Yes. 
Lord, teach me to pray. Yes, come on now, raise your hand. Father, take me, take us to another level. Father, we thank you that our prayerlessness is forgiven, that the blood of Jesus is over all of our prayer worries right now, that our faith is working. Father, that prayer answers are coming in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the, the anointing to pray. We call forth the spirit of prayer upon those that come here. We thank you, Lord, that you're bringing people from the north, the south, the east, and the west to pray with us. Father, we say yes. We are a house of prayer. We thank you for it. Teach us every level, every dimension. Make us stronger in it. Grant us the grace that we need for our assignment. Father, I pray for unity. Father, I pray for understanding. Father, I pray that this house will pray with and for one another. And we thank you, Lord, that you get all of the glory. I speak to your inner person. I speak to the fire that's inside of you. I speak to that which is in you in the name of Jesus. Now come on and just lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, let that sound come out. Oh, yes. I release a new dimension of the spirit of prayer upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, pray a little bit more. Yes, Sambria. and you let it go I just want you to raise your hand I'm not going to call you down here God bless you God bless you wow God bless you amen God bless you all right now what you have to do by faith this morning is just 
form the syllables. You're in an environment of prayer. Shut your mind off. Put your ear on your belly. Let the language come out of your belly right now. Just receive it by faith. Come on, right where you are. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Come on, speak in tongues right where you are. That's it, right there. Good. That's good. Come on, form the syllables. Speak it out of your mouth. Good, 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 good. Yes, Lord. Form the syllables. Good, good, good. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. Good. Wonderful. Everybody raise up your hand one more time. Thank him for it. We praise you, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you again soon.
Is that your honest, true declaration? That you don't want that fire to ever burn out. I hope that what you're taking away from today is just how important you are to God's mission here on this earth. We all have a part to pray, to play, and it involves how we pray. Yeah. Your prayers matter way more than you realize. And it is our hope and our desire that you leave out these doors way different than the way that you came in. Understanding just how needed and necessary your prayers are. This is a house of prayer. All Nations Aurora is a house of prayer. Before the doors ever opened, before you ever sat in a seat, we prayed. Yeah. We won't make a decision without prayer. And we don't want you to make a decision without prayer. Another thing you need to know about All Nations Aurora is that we're not just the house of philosophy. If you know anything about the anointing on me and my wife, we are practical people. So we don't want you to just come in and get full of head knowledge and you leave out and say, amen, that was good. We had a time this Sunday. But we want your life to change. We want you to be different. And so we're going to give you an opportunity. We as a church, she didn't even know that we are planning to go into the city and pray on July 8th. Before you leave out, somebody's going to hand you this flyer. And you're going to have to make a decision. Did I just come to church to shout? Or did I come to church to get closer to God? Am I going to walk out my faith? Am I going to be a living epistle? Or am I going to be just the kind of Christian that posts scriptures on Facebook? To look good. Or is or is my life going to be informed by what I believe about my Lord and Savior? Another thing you need to know is part of her prophecy had to do with the word river. And what she didn't know was that we were already planning a baptism service at Fox River next month. So according to the word of the Lord, there's something in that river. And you might want to might want to be there that day all that to say that the Lord came to speak to us today that the Lord came and met us today and if I were you I would I would let that settle that the God of the universe the God that created everything the God that created everything from nothing came to see about you today he came to speak to your life today. He came to speak to your circumstances today. And now it's time for you to respond. He came. He spoke. Now it's your turn to do your part. Now it's your turn to say, for the Lord I live. My life Are all hearts and minds clear? I'm going to ask every head to bow, every eye to close. 
we're still in a very, very sacred moment. We're still standing on holy ground. There may be some here today who, who heard from the Lord and they realize they're not in the place that they need to be with him. Maybe, maybe you've never surrendered your life totally to the Lord and you are in need of him as your savior. You've never, you've never made that declaration publicly. Or maybe, maybe once you were running with the Lord, not so much lately, and you realize that you need to come back to him. I'm not going to have you come down or do any theatrics, but what I am going to do is on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand as a public declaration to him. Nobody else is looking. It's between you and him. Where you declare that what you heard from him today was enough for you to get back in alignment with him. So on the count of three, if you need him as your savior, if you need to come back to him and rededicate your life to him, I'm gonna ask you to just simply raise your hand to heaven. One, two, three. Raise those hands. I see you, I see you, I see you. I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. Put your hands down. The word declares that if you confess with your mouth and believe in the heart of Jesus Christ is Lord, that you shall be saved. So one thing we do here as a praying church is we all pray together. Nobody prays alone. So we're going to say this prayer out loud and we're going to confess this with you all that are ready to surrender your life to the Lord. All you have to do is repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I surrender. I'm a sinner need of a savior Lord come into my life and be the Lord over my life I believe that you are the only son of God and I believe that you came lived a perfect life died a perfect death that I may live forever I surrender my life in full to you from this day forward in Jesus name amen all nations can we go crazy for people who just surrender to our Lord and Savior that's good news that's good news that's good news that they want to run with the Lord on a full-time basis no no part-time jobs in heaven full-timers over here. Did we not enjoy Apostle Mary Alice Isla? Come on. We will never be the same as a result of her deposit into this house. That double portion mantle is ours. We'll be building on that for the rest of our existence and that includes you. Do you understand that you are part of this? That you are part of what God wants to do in this region? that our prayers open up heaven and that other people that we don't even know are counting on us to get this right. So I don't know what, what, what you thought was going to happen when you came in today, but what you got was an impartation directly from heaven and I don't want you to squander it. Amen? Amen. We're going to close in prayer. I ask that you pray uh, for me. Today is uh, the 18th 
birthday of the original All Nations Worship Assembly in Chicago. So uh, our spiritual father has summoned me to come to Chicago for the celebration. So uh, just pray for me as I go and do whatever needs to be done. And um, I'll pray for you. Is that all right? Can we pray for each other? All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you um, that you met us here today that you've honored us with your presence, that you've spoken directly to our hearts. We thank you that as a result of hearing from you that our lives will never be the same. Help us to continue to heed your voice and to answer your call. Help us to destroy our flesh every step of the way that we can stay submitted and stay surrendered to your voice. Father, continue to speak to us even as we leave this place. Help us to hear you more clearer than we've ever heard you before. And when our faith starts to faint, we ask that you fill us again. We ask that you help us again. We ask that you embolden us again to walk in accordance with your voice and with your word. We surrender again, afresh, anew. And it's in the mighty and powerful and matchless name of Jesus Christ that we pray. And all God's people said, all right, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. For more ways to stay connected, visit us at allnationsaurora.com. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and friends. Thanks for listening. Now go out and change the world.